have them in our tournament. Iowa's Caitlin Clark is a nominee for a pair of ESPYs, Best Breakthrough Athlete and Best Women's College Athlete. The winners to be announced tonight. The NBA approved a pair of rule changes for the upcoming season, adding a second challenge if the first is successful and an in-game flopping penalty. There's word the Jets will be featured on Hard Knocks this summer. They reportedly didn't want to do it, but were one of four teams the NFL could force to be on the show. I'm Doug Thompson. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studio, with amazing slow-smoked wings and world-famous baby back ribs, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Two Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Quick update on Sean Roberts' round as he raises money uh, for a terrific cause today. He's uh, friends of Des Moines Parks, uh, trying to get sports equipment for some of the uh, kids that just uh, can't get their own and want to participate in sports. He's through his first 18, is on his way to blank. He'll update us here in about 15 minutes or thereabouts. If you'd like to donate to uh, friendsofdmparks.org backslash donate, friendsofdmparks.org slash donate. Brian Walton, the Cardinal Nation, momentarily. Uh, bottom of the hour, David Kaplan on Chicago sports, Cubs, White Sox, Bears, etc. with the Cap Man. Let's get Brian Walton in here, Brian. Brian, uh, Trent and Ken, uh, good to speak with you as always. Brian, I uh, wish it was better circumstances that the Cardinals were going to be in the hunt. It seems like it's a really uh, tough hill to climb. They're, what, 90 games into the schedule. They're 11 and a half games off of the lead. They're a bunch of games below 500. Seems like in a couple of weeks, Brian Walton, this roster may not look the same. Is that your anticipation? I would give it very, very high odds that the Cardinals are going to trade. And uh, it looks like they'll be trying to make moves to help them for 2024. Because if you look at their record right now, you mentioned 11 and a half games out. It's their worst. If it, the pace they're on would be their worst showing since 1978, Jeez. which is the infamous Vern, Vern Rapp, Al Roboski year. <laughs> you look at their record this year. They have a losing record against the East, against the Central, against the West, interleague, home, away, mm. versus right-handers, versus left-handers, against losing teams, winning teams. And the most telling stat, they're 10 games under 500 in one-run games. And there's nothing more deflating than to carry a lead into the 7th and 8th and ninth inning to only to have the bullpen cough up the lead. And that's happened to the Cardinals too many times this year. And I think... Based on an interview John Mozalock did uh, very recently with Martin Kilcoin of one of the St. Louis papers, it seems like the Cardinals are definitely going to be trading. Makes a whole lot of sense. So let's get into some of those candidates. Who would be some of the people at the top of the list with tradable and something that you actually get a return? Not a bag of baseballs here, something that there's a real trade value with these guys. Who's at the top of that list? Well, as you know, Trent, this is a time of year where every team wants pitching. They want starting pitching. They want dependable guys. Jack Flaherty has had a lot of injuries since his breakout year in 2019, but he's pitching much better right now. He's an impending free agent. He's a guy that's probably the Cardinals may not be able to sign from California. He doesn't really have a lot of ties to the Cardinals. Uh, And then Jordan Montgomery, the guy they picked up last year, a career Yankee, um, and he's a Scott Boris client. You know, he's going to have an opportunity to go out and make some big money in the marketplace. Then you have some less exciting guys, uh, Chris Stratton, a bull- dependable, one of the few dependable bullpen guys they have. Jordan Hicks, who stepped in as their closer, who everybody knows can throw 103, and if he can avoid walking guys, is, you know, a top guy. Uh, Paul DeYoung, shortstop, quietly has had a mm-hmm. decent year compared to Pierce at his position. All of those guys are impending free agents, but 
for the Cardinals to get really good guys that are going to be controllable for next year and beyond, they're going to have to dip into their core of young players as well, and that's going to hurt. Uh, anyway, they dip into their core of veteran players, and I saw something yesterday that the, the um, St. Louis would rather sell the arch opposed to trading Nolan Arnado, <laughs> which made, it made, made me chuckle, but it also tells me that uh, there's no way the Cardinals um, are, are going to get rid of Arnado. Now, he would bring back a ton the likelihood that, I mean, I'm sure they're, they're going to get phone calls to see if he's available. Uh, how do they answer that question? Uh, Arenado and Goldschmidt aren't going to be traded, period. I mean, it's just not going to happen. Now, if you read John Heyman, who's a national uh, writer, uh, he asked Arenado a question at the All-Star game, and Arenado answered it honestly saying, hey, it's a business, anything could happen. But the reality is the Cardinals aren't going to trade him. It's not going to happen. And so... The Cardinals are going to, again, look to trade. The, the big question is whether they go beyond trading these impending free agents to dip into some of their young talent. Now, they have a, a young catcher, Yvonne Herrera, uh, a very good young catcher, has played very well since he's been called up, who's blocked, obviously, by Wilson Contreras. you got this log jam in the middle of the infield with Gorman, Donovan, and Edmund, all young guys that teams are going to want. Then you got the questions in the outfield, Carlson and O'Neill. Those guys are probably attain, obtainable as well. So the Cardinals have a lot of pieces that they can put together trades without impacting their, their real core down the road. And that core is certainly uh, Goldschmidt and Arenado. The Cardinals are on pace to have the second most people butts in seats coming up this year. Mm. That's something that I continue to hear, talking to Cardinal fans and people deeper into this. This organization is not ready for a teardown. People are still buying tickets. People anticipate a bounce back year in 2024. That a rebuild, a teardown to the studs is not happening. Do you continue to hear the same thing, Brian? It is going to be, as you mentioned a little bit earlier, it's not about 25, 26, 27. It's still about being right back in contention next year. That's right. And let's face it, those that attendance is very, very important to the Cardinals' revenue model, more so than other teams where yes. you know they have much bigger TV contracts and all. And keeping those fans engaged, and you know, you trade, let's face it, you trade Arenado and or Goldschmidt, the fans are going to completely turn off on the team. They're going to stop coming. They're going to stop watching on TV. And that's not what the Cardinals want. They still think that they can compete next year. The question, though, that a lot of fans have, and it's a very valid question, is this really a one-year blip, or is this a trend that's finally hit You know the point where it's showing greatly? Because the negative side of the coin is, yeah, the Cardinals continue to you know win or, or qualify in a weak central division, but they've only won one playoff series in the last 10 years. And so is there something that can be an immediate fix? It's a very valid question. I'll tell you, if we're here at this time next year, it's going to be a lot more serious than some trades. Indeed it is. We may be at that point, or, or, or will we be at that point? When the season comes to an end, they're looking to make changes. I mean, is Mazalok safe? Is Marmol back, or is that too early? Is they still got, they still got what, 70 games or whatever it is to play, 72 left to play. Too early to speculate on Mazalok and Marmol? Well, in this interview that I, I mentioned uh, that Martin Kilcoyne did with Mazalok, it's at scoops at dannymackler.com, by the way, um, he talked to Bill DeWitt about this, and he reaffirmed his confidence in Mosellock and said Mosellock will fill his two-year contract extension that he received earlier this year. Mosellock mentioned the coaches, and he said very clearly, the coaches do not have any fault in this. They are frustrated as much as the fan base. This is on us, the people who put together the roster. So, 
you know, it'll be interesting to see what the Cardinals do. But I don't think at this point in time you're going to see a shakeup in the front office. You're going to see a shakeup uh, with the field coaches. I, I think the problems, most folks probably, if they could step back, would say the problem is much deeper than the guys in charge. Now, granted, the guys in charge are the guys who made the roster, but not the coaches. Zach Gallen out there starting the All-Star game, former Cardinal. And he was not alone. There was an article, I believe it was yesterday, uh, over in the St. Louis Dispatch from Derek Gold, the uh, beat writer over there, and just talking about what this organization has done. Garcia and uh, Rosarena uh, mm-hmm. faced off in the uh, home run derby, both it, Cardinal farmhands. Uh, Alcantara, and just on and on and on. And when you look at the front office, it's just... Yes, you're going to make misses. And yes, to win now, you have to trade away prospects. But from the outside looking Mm. in, I'll tell you, Brian, this is a bad look for this organization and how things have evolved. You look at their free agent signings. It's not a pretty picture. No doubt about it. And that gets back to this issue of blip versus trend and the confidence mm-hmm. in their, the fan confidence in the front office is at an all point, all time low. Now, Mosellock talked also about this Garcia or Rosarena thing. And I could go into a lot of detail that you guys probably don't care about. But Mosellock's point was, hey, we believed at the time that O'Neill and Bader were better bets. They were more valuable to us than Rosarena and Garcia. And they guessed wrong. They didn't evaluate properly. Now, Garcia, you know, when he went to Texas, he got, uh, shortly after he went to the Rangers, he was put on waivers and not a single other organization. Is that right? Wow. Now, so, so it's not like the Cardinals were alone. Now, you yeah. could say, well, the Cardinals knew him best. They should have known. But he was a guy that really literally came from nowhere. Any one of the teams could have had him for a song, and they didn't. A Rosarena, you know, they traded for uh, – for uh, Matthew Libertor, who they thought was going to be a front-of-the-rotation guy, but Libertor is one of the guys that's really disappointed this year. So, you know, you can come up with explanations, but the bottom line is, you know, back, potential back-to-back um, Cy Young Award winners in the National League are guys the Cardinals gave up in, Alcantara and Gallon. And, they, you know, what they got in return, you know, wasn't so much. <laughs> yeah, I'll say. Yeah. Brian, how did everybody miss so badly uh, on this team? Was it... You know, just the reputation that that's you know, as I've said for years, de- death, taxes, and the Cardinals in the playoffs. And you've been able to, you know, most years be able to say that they won ninety three baseball games. They ran away with the division last year. Everybody, and I mean, I mean, there are a few people that picked Milwaukee, but the majority of people thought that the Cardinals were a cinch. How did we miss so badly? I think the answer is that they gambled on their pitching depth. They wanted to see their young guys have a shot at the rotation. And, and then, of course, they gave another year to Adam Wainwright, who, you know, other than chasing 200 wins, probably should have mm-hmm. walked off into the sunset with Pujols and, you know, and Molina last year. Yep. But they didn't, and they sort of doubled down their mistakes because they didn't have enough depth to cover the exposures. I mean, we saw Dakota Hudson, they thought was going to be a starter. He ended up spending most of the year in AAA. Matt's flamed out. Wainwright hasn't done well. And it just, you know, if you don't have starters that can get you deep into the game and you've got a thin bullpen with only a few guys you can count on, that's a bad, bad combination. And so the offense, which should be playing better, which should be carrying the team, you know, get into this mindset, well, here it goes again. Here, you know, we're playing catch-up again. And they put extra pressure on themselves, and it's just kind of a corkscrew. They've driven themselves into the ground. And, you know, Mosellock was to very frank to the point, hey, it's probably not going to happen this year. Chances are that this, this group that we have can't get us to where we need to go. So the Cardinals are going to go in trade mode, but they're not going to do it in a way, as we discussed, it's going to blow up the team. They're going to try to get guys that can help them next year. Not going to be the Cardinals. Who is it going to be in the National League Central? The Reds with the one-game mm. lead 
over the Brew Crew. The Cubs hanging around at least a little bit, still seven games back. They'd have to have a big run in the second half. Who do you like more, the Reds or the Brewers here in the second half? Well, listen, it's exciting. The young players that the Cincinnati Reds have are very, very exciting. There's no doubt about it. Uh, They're a team on the up and up, but the Brewers have the experience. And, you know, they've got the depth in pitching if they can continue to put it together. I still, until I see otherwise, think the Brewers are the team that's going to come out on top. But, you know, hey, the Reds have exceeded all expectations. And now, you know, we're in the second half of the season, and they've, they've gone something like 22-8 and eight over their last 30. So, you know, they're, you know, they're playing exceptional baseball right now, and you've got to tip your hat to them. Brian, uh, we'll get you out of here on this. You and I are relatively the same age. We've both been watching All-Star games dating back into the 60s, I'm assuming. You've got baseball fever like I do. And I'm guessing you just didn't catch it recently. Um, isn't it time to go back to the, uh, the, uh, um, the team uniforms for the All-Star game? Th- those uniforms last night are hideous. I get it's marketing, and they maybe can sell a few. But, God, it was so much better when we were young, wasn't it? You know, I... I agree with you 100%, first of all. But, yeah, it's all about merchandise sales, unfortunately. The other thing, and, again, I know I'm, I'm like an old guy barking at the, you know, at the, the dog cross street, so to speak, but I miss the days when you had the old punch card ballots at the ballgame. Yes. Yes. We'd sit there as a family, and my kids and I would discuss, okay, who are all these other players, and how do you vote? You know, and everything's electronic now. Everything's so yep. synthetic. And, you know, they should be doing things to try to get young people to the games. They should open up the gates beforehand and let folks come and watch batting practice. There's so much more baseball could do. But, hey, they're happy riding the quest of, hey, we shorten games and more people are watching. But I think they're missing the bigger picture. Brian Walton, thecardinalnation.com. Brian Walton, thecardinalnation.com. For you Cardinal fans out there, I'm sure you're aware of it. Uh, keep you up to it as we uh, head towards the end of July. Brian, thanks for popping on. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon. Maybe after the trade deadline. You huh? got it. You absolutely count on it. Thank you, Brian. Take care. Good to hear from him. Brian Walton, thecardinalnation.com. Yeah, sadly, he's one of those guys that will be appearing less and less mm-hmm. on the program because the team is phew, dreadful. I was just having this conversation the other day with somebody, and they're talking about professional sports in our market. I said, this market's great for It's it. awesome, Trent. I'm a Bears fan. Yep. Bears have stunk more times than I. And most years, we've had struggled to get Jeff Hughes more than... Right. When was the last time we talked Kansas City Royals? Absolutely. Before the season? That's it. Right. And that's what we do. But when the Royals were going to World Series, guess what? Yeah. We talked a lot of Royals. Play the hits. That's what it is. The Cubs are the most important baseball team in this market. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs now have become the most important team in this market. Mm-hmm. By the, the way, Bears, Holtz the Packers, the Vikings. Thirty first of July. So you were right. It was yeah. later. Yeah, thirty first of July. Yeah. You'll get him, and, and every day coming off my. Yeah, you'll be back at work because yes. that's Monday. You come back to work. So looking we'll, forward to that. Yeah, but you're right about the Chiefs. Yep. they have become the most important mm-hmm. team. Boy, how those Chiefs fans—they've just come out of the woodwork too, huh? Oh God, isn't it yeah. funny how that happens? Yeah. <laughs> a lot more Chiefs fans all of a sudden. If, I was like being Micey because I hated them. I hated oh. them. Is that your anymore. most despised professional team? It was. I mean, I'm old now, right? I, I don't. Yeah, it's not it, the same. When level. Elway was playing, it was a different level. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was screaming. I was a bastard. I mean, just a nutcase, right? I can imagine. Just, but yeah, but um, not not like it once was. Not, yeah, I'm trying to think. Do I have a maybe the Wild? Okay. Maybe the Wild, the Jets Wild have a little bit of set, too. I can see that. For me, um, baseball, no. Yeah, but the Chiefs, man, you can't ignore them, and you're not going to, sadly, and if you're a fan of the Chargers, Raiders, and Broncos, and I put this caveat every time, it's the way it's going to be for the foreseeable future. I mean, this kid, by the way, did you see the house that he built? Mahomes' new uh, uh, digs, 
Just uh, I didn't. Holy mackerel! Well, he's got a couple bucks. Well, in the you bank. think? I mean, yeah. he's, he's got a par three. I hole think he's on doing it. okay. Well, he's only got a, a par three. Why didn't he have a whole golf course? Well, because part of it was uh, there's a forty yard or thirty yard football field okay. in the backyard, That's an actual football yeah. field. Let's get Sean Roberts. He's making his way to a blank, or he's there, and maybe, hopefully, he's there, and he's put a tee in the ground. Where are you at, Sean Roberts? I know you're finished your first one. Where are you at now? Uh, I am on the road. I'm about five minutes away from blank, and then uh, we'll get underway for the uh, second 18. So what's the tentatively, if everything goes to plan, you will uh, uh, put out on 18 about what time? Uh, so the the plan is for us to tee off here about twelve forty or so here at Blank, um, and then hopefully get to Grandview around three o'clock or so. Um, Grandview will be the last course of the day, so it should you know the front nine. Uh, it's my understanding might take a look, you know, slow it down a little bit, but the back nine should be clear for us, so we can kind of get back uh, to our pace of play and you know uh, hopefully get over to Grandview. Uh, Sooner rather than than, uh, than later. Good news. Looking at the radar and the anticipated yeah. radar, things are heading south of us. You look like you're in good shape, and you're going to be able to uh, cruise through at least here throughout the afternoon. Fingers crossed you're going to be able to make that happen. Did you break 90? Did that happen? Uh, I, I broke 90 here at uh, at Waveland. Shot an 81. Wow. That's um, really – Robert, I Did you play you. all 18 holes? Yeah, I was going to say. Here, Yes, played all 18, and here's the thing, guys. I think I figured out – how I can play a lot better golf, just speed golf. Ah. I don't have to think, I, I don't have to think about anything. Yeah. I just get up and do it. You know, it's like okay, I, I kind of know my yardage and, and then just go for it. Uh-huh. Um, play it out of my mind. Hopefully, that can continue here at Blank. I think Blank will be the toughest course that we play today, um, and I, I'm just hoping that I have enough in the tank at Grandview to just hit it straight. Not so much worried about the yardage, but hit it straight. Well, you're doing it for a great cause, uh, Sean. Tell us about Friends of Des Moines Parks, friendsofdmparks.org backslash donate. All the money raised is going uh, to what cause, Sean? Uh, it's going to Every Kid Gets a Ball. I just got an update. We're around $500 right now raised. Um, so my goal is to get to 1000 by the end of the day. So, yeah, so pretty much what this is, um, you know, Des Moines Parks and Rec does a lot of great stuff, but they've they started this whole Friends of Des Moines Parks. Uh, and every kid gets a ball. So for kids that, you know, might not be able to afford a basketball, a baseball, um, a golf ball, whatever the case is, um, what, the money I'm raising today, that's what this is going towards, to help kids in Des Moines get involved in sports and, and to continue to be active. Uh, it's, a, it's a great cause. Ben Page and crew do a great job over there. Uh, and I'm just happy to be – just I get to golf um, the 54-hole challenge, and we're like, hey, let's do this for charity, and, and here we are. July 12th, and, and we're $500 in, and we got to keep it going. Need Absolutely. a partner next year, let me know. <laughs> Was you another day off? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, hey, hey, I'm learning for the best over there. <laughs> How to search for those days off. Here, here'd be a good one. Well, I'm working, right? <laughs> yeah, you are. i got to give you credit for that. Uh, Sean, uh, best of luck to you. This will be the last time that you and uh, Trent and I speak until tomorrow. Uh, I don't think you're going to have any problem to get $1,000. I'd be uh, surprised in, uh, if you don't. Keep it up. You're going to join Murph and Andy, and then, of course, uh, yours and Heather's show this afternoon. Afternoon. Give updates, I'm assuming? Yes, yes. I will be joining Murph and Andy. I will be joining uh, my own show today as well. And uh, yeah, let's get to 1,000, Des Moines. We got this. It's for a great cause. Uh, it's not just me golfing. I, I know that's kind of the fun part for me, but it's, uh, it's for we're helping out kids in Des Moines. Uh, good job, Sean. Thanks for popping on. Appreciate it. Enjoy your day, my friend.
Yep, thanks, boys. Yep, good to talk to you. Sean Roberts, of course, 3 to 6 with Heather. Uh, the drive as they bring local program to its conclusion each and every day. Hopefully he doesn't hit a draft or anything out there with a wayward That's shot of right. blank. <laughs> Got to be a little careful. Don't go in the tiger cage after a ball. No, just leave it. Yeah, that, Just leave it. That one's okay over there. Uh, David Kaplan, we will leave Des Moines, head to Chicago to talk to the Cap Man when we come back. It's Miller and Con. Before we do that, though, it's time for another $1,000 home run. Head to KXNO.com. The keyword is bonus. Bonus. Just type that into the pop-up box at KXNO.com. Bonus at KXNO.com. Your chance to win $1,000. More opportunities coming up with Murph and Eddie and then with The Drive. Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. And in certain states. Trent Condon back with you. Are you a DIY landlord? Then you probably don't have much free time. Between finding tenants, filling out tax forms, repairing drywall, and answering calls about runny faucets and leaky toilets, you're not free to do much of anything. That's why you need Renner's Warehouse. When our professional landlords go to work for you, you're suddenly free to do a lot of things. Free to get a good night's sleep. Free to have dinner with your family every night. Free to take a vacation. And free to be so efficient managing one property, you're free to acquire even more. And one step closer to financial freedom. Go to Renner'sWarehouse.com today to book your free Home rental price analysis or call 515-528-4429. That's 528-4429. And feel free to remember this rhyme. DIY is no way to be. Call Renner's Wear wherever you get your podcast. Joined by J.P. Richardson of Central Iowa Sports. And the long season continues for everybody there. I just want to take this time and thank all the players and their parents and their family members that come out and enjoy our Central Iowa Sports tournaments every weekend. We appreciate the out-of-towners coming in, but we really appreciate the locals, all the different ball clubs here from Central Iowa. We just couldn't do it without them. And really, that's why we're doing it, is for the youth. And J.P., fast pitch and baseball season isn't close to over. And if anybody's listening and they're putting a team together or they just want to add another tournament or two, we go all the way up through October with baseball and even into the first week of November with fast pitch. We'd love to have them go to centraliowasports.com and take a look and get a hold of us, and we'd love to use as directed. Last summer, my house was hit with hail. Between assessing damage on the roof and dealing with insurance, it can be a stressful situation. Luckily for me, it wasn't stressful because I called my friends with Wolf Roofing. We were able to get a new roof on our family home in one day. It looked sharp, everything was cleaned up, and now we have peace of mind with our new roof. Set up your next roofing project with Wolf Roofing at 515-225-8866. Or you can go online at Wolf Roofing. Maybe you're thinking about franchising your business or purchasing a franchise. There's an experienced and trustworthy franchise lawyer right in your backyard. Don't waste your time or money searching for a lawyer out of state when Rush Niggett is here and ready to help your business. Hi, I'm Rush. I've specialized in business and franchise law for the past 25 years. I don't just want to be your lawyer. I want your business to succeed as much as you do. Your business needs Rush. Visit his award-winning blog at RushOnBusiness.com. It's good to have Rush on your side. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO Centurion Stone sponsors our segment each and every week with David Kaplan, ESPN 1000, uh, and he joins us. Cap, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. Trent tells me you're on a walk. Are you practicing? Are you getting uh, up to speed for your walk next Wednesday? Because isn't, isn't next Wednesday when you walk around the city of Chicago raising money uh, for books? Isn't that next week? That is correct. Yeah, next week, the 19th, we're trying to raise 350000 We got 300 last year. So next week is the fourth annual Walk as One Chicago for Bernie's Book Bank. Good stuff. Well, we will switch you to Thursday next week, so we won't interrupt you on that walk. Uh, but let's, uh, we got some ground to cover with you today here, Cap, uh, and we appreciate you coming on. So we're about to embark on the second half of the season. It is over for the White Sox. Uh, mm-hmm. Seemingly, they don't have a prayer of getting back into this thing. Teased us. So you're uh, telling me my ticket on the White Sox is not going to catch you. <laughs> uh, nor is mine, Cap, so you got a lot of company when it comes to that. No, yeah. they're, they're toast. Uh, as, as you know, they're only eight out. I mean, I guess but that's still it's asking a lot right uh but on the other hand the cubs uh are are in, in within striking distance seven games out five games under 500 realistically cap can this team get the 500 and if they do that's not going to be good enough is it to win the division i think you need 84 to win the the nl central yep i do i think that al central is probably right in that same general ballpark can the Cubs get there? They have the first ten at home after the break. Yeah, and then so they the next they, two are in Chicago, right? They go across town to play the White Sox. Yeah, they've got they've got ten at Wrigley. Then they go to play the White Sox at guaranteed rate, and I think they go to see uh, St. Louis with the Cardinals yeah. in St. Louis. So you've got like sixteen games if you could find a way to go twelve and four, eleven and five. Yeah, you got a chance to get to five hundred. You know, the question is, can they do anything? That's my question for you. Well, when you get a one-two punch at the top with Steele and Strowman, they keep continuing mm-hmm. at the level they have. It's a pretty good start in some short playoff series right there, right? Feel with those guys, and if, well, I don't know if it'll be Tyone that can turn it around, but you get somebody else. That's a good starting point, though. Get in. You got those guys at the top of your rotation. You feel like you got a chance at minimum, right, Cap? You feel like you have a chance, a chance if you... You know, like Tyone pitched great against the Yankees. Where'd he go? Seven innings of one hit? Mm -hmm. Awesome. Now, is that Jamison Tyone's one shining moment, or is he figuring things out? That's the question that we have to ask. So, we'll see. I mean, Justin Steele, Stroman. Now, Stroman hasn't thrown the ball great, so I was the last three starts. I was glad to see that he rested and didn't go to the All-Star game. Dansby Swanson, it doesn't sound serious, but he wasn't there. And then you've got to go out if you're Jed Hoyer, and you've got to add on. Mm-hmm. You have to add on to this team, period. Conversely, Cap, if they – I mean, the, the, the Red Sox are – they're a decent ball club. They're in the wrong division. They're in an incredibly difficult division, as you know. If the, mm-hmm. if, the, if the start of the second half doesn't go their way, if Washington gives them fits, 
Then what do they do? I mean, I've even I've seen Kyle Hendricks' name floated out there that he might be available. If they do sell, I mean, Strowman's got to go, you would assume. Is Hendricks on that list of guys that might be finishing the season elsewhere? I would be surprised if they traded Kyle Hendricks. I would. Look, they think that they're competitive now and that they could make a little run. They really believe that they could be a really good team next year. Where are you getting all this pitching if you're giving all these guys away? That's right. So I'll be surprised. You know, Crane, Kenny, and Tom Ricketts said in London, hey, guess what? It's time to start winning. It's enough with the selling. Jed hasn't said that. So we'll see. Cappy, a guy that you were singing the praises of when he came over from Japan, Isaiah Suzuki. It's still too early to call this a bust, but certainly a disappointment. I know injuries were a part of it last year, but a year and a half in now to his reign in Chicago hasn't been what I anticipated, certainly. Where are you with Suzuki? So I'm way higher on Suzuki than most. You know that, go back, you can find this stat, I think on Baseball Savant, top 20 in the game in hard hit rate, hard hit contact. Suzuki, he's top 20 in the game which tells me he's hit into some bad luck, he's had some injuries, and that there is a positive you know, momentum run coming for him. The other day, he hit the home run off Herman to break up the no-hitter. He hit the game-winning sack fly to give them the lead. And the day before, I think he hit two balls 110 miles an hour and both got fielded. So I think he's a better player than people give him credit for. Hmm. Cap, a couple of names, and we go to Southside, see who might be on the block there. Uh, maybe a better way to put it is, is who's not going anywhere. Um, yep. So Cody Bellinger and Michael Fulmer, are both of those available? Cody Bellinger and Michael Fulmer, are they available? I mean, I don't know who's beating your door down for Michael Fulmer. I mean, you need relievers, and since the end of May – he gave up a homer last week, a solo shot. But other than that, since the end of May, he's been really, really good. So that's like a five-and-a-half-week span. So I don't think they were going to trade him, and I don't think you're getting that much for him. Why would you trade Cody Bellinger? Now, if you tell me they come out of the break and they go 2-10, and 10, okay, then you're done, and then you could sell. But I don't think that's going to happen. So why are you trading Cody Bellinger? You need good offensive players. You could play him at first, use Talkman in center, and when he's in center, he's a solid defender. I I don't think he gets traded. Again, if they fall completely out, that's a different story. Let's go the other direction. The Cubs get off to a roaring start coming out of the mm-hmm. break, and they go 12-2. and two. The Angels make it known. We are selling. They're not getting Shohei Otani. They're mm-hmm. not. A two-month rental. Just to even take the Cubs out of it. What kind of package would the Angels get, knowing that this is a rental? Obviously, he is going to become a free agent, and he's going to sign for a half billion dollars plus. What kind of return do you believe the Angels can get for him? A monster, and that's not the Cubs, because they would ask you for Pete Crow Armstrong. Mm-hmm. They would ask you for Ben Brown. They would ask you for Cade Horton. You've worked this hard to build up your minor league system for two months of Shohei Otani? No chance, unless he said, yeah, and I'll also sign an extension, but that's not going to happen. 
he's going to get into a bidding war with somebody. Mm-hmm. So, no, the Cubs will not be in play. Now, if I'm the Texas Rangers, uh-huh. if I'm the Atlanta Braves, and I went, boy, I get that guy, puts me over the top, I win the World Series, that's why you're in it. The Angels can say all they want, they're not trading them. If they lose... You know, four of their first six out of the break. They got I got to think they have they to. They have to move. Yeah, have to. Absolutely. Poof, um, that's, that's interesting. So let's let's take this one more step, Cap, and then we'll go to the White Sox. I promise, White Sox fans will do it. What about in the off season, Cap? When he is a free agent, will they be? Uh, will they be a player? Will the Cubs uh, kick uh, the doors on Otani? So I keep going back and forth that they should. Will they? Won't they? I just, I man to give him $550 million, and you still haven't addressed first base, unless that's Matt Mervis, you haven't addressed third base, and you don't have one in your system, he does give you a top-of-the-rotation starter. He does give you left-handed thump at the DH spot. So could they be in there? Yes. But what have I said to you, like I was talking with Chuck yesterday, uh, what if you went out and signed Matt Chapman, who's going to be a free agent from the Blue Jays to play third, He's really, really good. Yeah, and then you went out and got yourself the next best available starter on the market and added that to your rotation. That's probably a better way to spend $400 million as opposed to 600 on one guy. Let's go to the south side. White Sox, is the window closed? Is it time to tear this thing down? Yes, 100%. The White Sox are done. It's unfortunate. I just think they have a bad mix in their clubhouse. I do. I think it, 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 there's something, and I said this to you guys for a while, there's something missing there. Yohan Moncada's owed a billion dollars and can't stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Aloy can't stay healthy. Mm-hmm. I think Luis Robert Jr. is a hell of a player. He's good I do. Mm-hmm. He, you can't trade him. If you are serious about winning, there is no scenario where you trade him. You're not re-signing Lucas Giolito. He's leaving, so you've got to move him. You gotta move Lance Lynn. He's thrown the heck out of the ball lately. So I would think you would trade uh, Lance. Chuck said he heard rumors of Texas, and he was down there. So maybe yeah. that fits because Degrom is on the injured list for the year with Tommy John. So where you go from there? I mean, they've got a lot of holes, man. What are you doing with Tim Anderson? Where, where are you putting him? You gotta get some left-handed thump into that lineup, and then you're gonna need to add more pitching. Mm. Oh, boy, oh, boy. It's a wonderful time of year, but if your team is out of it, it seems like it's going to be a brutal uh, next few months, Cap. Uh, let's go on this. Any Bears news, Cap, percolating? Is there, what, a couple of weeks away from training camp? We know the Jets are going to... Lake Forest. Gotcha. Um, any any news? No, they're still looking to find like an edge rusher, but yeah. I don't expect them to make a big splat, maybe. Yannick Ngakwe or Jadavian Clowney or somebody like that, but I don't think it's anything that takes you from seven wins to 12 wins. I think they'll be a much improved team. I still think they have a ways to go. Cap, uh, enjoy uh, the walk. Best of luck next week. If our listeners want to get involved, as your very popular guest here with us, uh, maybe they grew up in Chicago. We've got a lot of Chicago transplants. Drake certainly helps that as they get here and stay. Um, how, how can people get involved in the uh, fundraiser you're doing next week? Walkasonechicago.org. Just go there or Google Bernie's Book Bank. They supply underserved boys and girls with high-quality reading materials, books. They've given out over 25 
million books in the Chicago area. So this is a huge fundraiser for them, and it's the fourth year we're doing it. So looking forward to it. And we will recap with you and other things next Thursday, Cap, so we don't interrupt your walk. forward to it. Thank you, buddy. Have a great day. Have a great day, boys. Yep, good to talk to you. David Kaplan, as we catch up with Cap. All right, Trent, some uh, news that just broke. Really sad news. Um, not, not, I mean, it's been out there for some time. It had been not made public. But the uh, fatal car accident yeah. uh, in Iowa City, um, some people knew who, thought they knew who was behind the wheel, and um, uh, they were correct. And when the story broke, and I don't know if the two are connected or not, but maybe they are. Jack McCaffrey was the driver. The youngest son of uh, of Fran McCaffrey was uh, KCRG.com is reporting that. Um, There's that uh, the driver in the fatal accident has uh, finally been identified. Accident happened in early May, and Jack McCaffrey was behind the wheel. Yeah, very uh, sad, sad news. And this story that's been out there for a while, the rumblings and the rumors have been out there on top of it, different uh, thoughts behind it and exactly how it came to being. What Mm -hmm. we know is that Height will not get his life back, and that's the most unfortunate part about this. And he was, what, two weeks away from retiring from the guard, 45-year-old family man. Mm Uh, it's just terrible, and I mean, obviously, that's the worst part of it. Right. Somebody lost their life, but um, um, and for a 16 year old young driver, yeah, Trent, that's I mean, to have that for, for uh, carry that for the rest of their lives, and he, Jack McCaffrey, is cited with failure to yield to a pedestrian in a crosswalk. I think of those those times. I mean, how many close calls? I can think off the top of my head of probably three or four. Mm-hmm. And somebody pulled, and you just. You don't realize it. You don't see it. And as a 16-year-old and, and what he's going through. And, you know, there was when Jack said that he was not going to attend the University of Iowa. A lot of people were connecting these dots. and makes a whole lot of sense behind but it. But there's a lot of people connecting the dots that Fran's not going to be there. I mean, they're well, going to different directions. But I think it's your to your um, way of thinking that that's the reason. He just needs a fresh start somewhere. Absolutely. Uh, so you can see that now. But that's at KCRG. Uh, dot com has been made public. All right, Trent's plays of the day. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> NBA Summer League. Um, got so bad for my kid, he was betting Japanese baseball. No, that's what I said to myself. Kale, I got to tell Condon this story. No, no. Well, Kale's got his unit's a little heftier than well, mine. Well, he's too. on a heater, and that's what he said. He's just oh, going to keep riding this wave okay. that he's on because he knows it's going to crash. Uh, but twelve forty-five. Trent will have his plays of the day. Circus Sports sponsor those. Miller and Condon back to wrap up a Wednesday on Des Moines Sports Station one hundred six forty WHO. Not only does Central Iowa Sports provide a great environment for youth to play baseball and fast pitch, but they promote sportsmanship in the game, help players, parents, and coaches, and their relationship with umpires. Central Iowa Sports also donates throughout the year to local Iowa charities, along with donating the awards to the Iowa Miracle League. Central Iowa Sports, helping boost local economy by hosting local tournaments and creating great part-time seasonal jobs. Find out how you can get involved at Central Iowa Sports today. The biggest pro football contests in Vegas are back and bigger than ever with $14 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circus Sports. Enter in Nevada, play from anywhere. Two ways to win and no rake. Play Circa Million. Make five picks against the spread each week with quarterly and full season payouts or join Circa Survivor where you select one team each week straight up. Last the longest to win it all. 
$14 million in guaranteed prizes. Visit CircusSports.com for details. Last summer, my house was hit with hail. Between assessing damage on the roof and dealing with insurance, it can be a stressful situation. Luckily for me, it wasn't stressful because I called my friends with Wolf Roofing. We were able to get a new roof on our family home in one day. It looked sharp, everything was cleaned up, and now we have peace of mind with our new roof. Set up your next roofing project with Wolf Roofing at 515-225-8866. Or you can go online at wolfroofing.net. It's time for Trent's Pick of the Day. Brought to you by Circus Sports Iowa. Here's Ken and Trent. So let the song play. I'm guessing you don't need a lot of time. Yeah, well, depends on how deep we want to get into golf. You know the name of the song? Fell on Black Days. It's a black day. I, I didn't know the name of this tune. No, yes. there's not. Tomorrow's probably the same boat. By the way, Brett Yormark at the Big 12 Media Days making some news. This latest one, I'm not so sure it's your call, though, Mr. Yormark. They're going to, the Big 12 will explore playing football games on Thursday and Friday. If ESPN no, and Fox tell you, you're going to be told. Yes. <laughs> and um, and that's fine because you're in a great spot, Big 12. Mm-hmm. You came out of this smelling like a you-know-what, and I'm happy. I really am. I think everybody should be. No one wants to see a school in our state that we uh, that moves the needle uh, be put on hard times. Look, they're never going to be the SEC or the Big Ten. Everybody knows that. They and that's okay. Be, and that's okay. Absolutely. Trent, make some plays. Um... <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Well, I hit my tennis bets to this morning. Yeah, I hit my parlay uh-huh. that I threw out yesterday. Um, Can you throw me one out and do it on the radio? Because this Hawkeye's who I'm playing with in yeah, the bet race, he's kicking my tail. He's not. He's not laying back either. No, he's not. He's good. Well, and I haven't even done any capping yet for the tennis tomorrow. I do need to get on that this well, afternoon. Would it kill you to find some time and share a little part with your buddy over here? <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll see what I come up with. Uh, there's three WNBA games that are going on right now. During the day? What? I I have no idea. TV? Possibly. Yeah. I know the All-Star game, I think, is coming up. I just saw something on the bottom line about that. Hmm. Two more tonight. Nothing jumped out. Uh, Las Vegas late aces, minus 12. No, no, not going to do that. Summer League. Try and take a day off. No. <laughs> Try it. Well, uh, looking at my betting card for golf, I got 17 bets so far this week. On the Scottish Open. On the Scottish Open. Not the British. A right, tournament you grew up watching. Oh, yes. I mean. Tea times begin at one fifteen our time. Well, Tomorrow maybe morning. watch the first couple of groups. Yeah, get a couple. Well, and time, right? my guy that is uh, part of the first group off, Ludwig Aberg. I think you're sick oh, yeah, of me for, talking about Ludwig. But yeah, he was in the hunt last week. He was, yeah. We, Saturdays have not been good for him the last couple of weeks. He's put him in the back yep. of your mind, and especially next week. I got him at 150 to 1 Jesus. about a month ago. For the British. For the British. And yeah. I think he's around that 70 to 80 range now that I've seen. So got in front of that one and feeling good. He's going to be a guy. In fact, I got him this week. Just top 20, though. Don't like the tee time. That was the biggest thing for him. All right. I got five guys that I got you know, a half unit on all to win this week. Ty Hatton, who is due. He mm-hmm. is really, really due. He's played incredibly well this year. Tommy Fleetwood. Kind of a resurgence out of Fleetwood this year. We've seen him bounce back and play much better, certainly than he did a season ago. Uh, also, to win Matthew Fitzpatrick, he's thirty to one at circa. Some of the big books, he's twenty to one. Well, again, mm-hmm. yes. especially if you're betting golf. Absolutely, Justin Rose got a ticket on him six uh, plus sixty seven hundred for him sixty seven to one. And then my long shot, a guy that I bet a ton over across the pond, is Robert McIntyre. 
playing at home. A little better than 100 to 1 for him uh, currently at Circa. Same thing. He's about 90 to 1 at the other places. Where would you rather bet? Very simple. It's at Circa. So, got those guys, a couple other top 20s in there, those kind of things. But that's kind of my uh, my targets for this week. Doing some laddering with those guys, too. If you're new to golf betting, that is betting a guy to win. Bet a guy a top 5, a top 10, a top 20, kind of however you want to ladder it together. And those guys are... What do you call it when you uh, key horses? Mm -hmm. Those are my keys here for this week in golf betting. Absolutely. All right, good stuff. Uh, By the way, uh, the New York Jets will be the focus of hard knocks. They were... Uh, informed of that yesterday. They didn't want to do it, but they, they were not happy. No, they're, they're not. How much grandstanding and, and back channeling would you think was happening here? No, we don't want to do it. But they have no choice. The it's league has to have set. a team. Right. And the Jets are we're one of the ones that uh, qualify. And look, it's the right team. It is. It's going to be good TV. I'm going to be think. watching. I know I will be. All right, and I know everybody will be listening because there's more local programming still to come. Five minutes away for the Murph and Andy radio program. The Drive with Heather and Sean. From 3 until 6. High school baseball tonight. Uh, 7 o'clock. Sub-state championship game. Southeast Polk against Urbandale. Good stuff. Enjoy the game. Back here tomorrow. 11 to 1. Miller and Condon. 106.3 KX. Yeah, no.